my my friend's husband um, that I was watching it with, he's from Kenya. So he was like watching it and being like, is this like how it really is? Because <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't been to Alabama yet. Hello and welcome to The Grand Gesture, a movie podcast that looks at the romantic tropes in a single film. Those tropes include the meet cute, the breakup, and of course, the grand romantic gesture. We debate if they work within the context of the film, and then things get worse. We try to apply all the lessons we've learned from the film on each episode to our own love lives, or our love lives to the film. Somehow we make it all worse, but thank you for joining us. Now let's meet our chosen film. What? Speak. You show up here after seven years without so much as a, hey there, Jake, remember me, your wife? Well. Ah, honey, looking good. How's the family? You expect me to tell you you look good? Would they run out of soap down at the Piggly Wiggly since I left? They laugh at that up north or wherever it is you've been? You knew where I was. And don't even pretend you spent all this time missing me. Well, I missed you, all right. But at this range, my aim is bound to improve. Is that a threat? I've got a lawyer charges three fifty an hour. He billed me every time you sent these papers back. Well, I'm glad to see you finally got the message. Shut up, parent. All right, so joining the show once again is Allison from Not Your Little Lady Podcast, and I think... I was about to say, we talked about an Amy Adams movie. Junebug is what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm such a fan of Amy Adams. I'm like, Amy Adams movie was the title of it. But uh, <laughs> I actually did like that movie. But uh, this is the one I think you promised or I promised at the end of the show. Like, hey, next time, let's do I think it was me. I was really excited about talking about Alabama. <laughs> okay. Well, well, good. I don't have to take the bullet for this movie yeah. from our listeners. If they're, you know, <laughs> I don't know how they feel about it, but... Uh, I did get some interesting feedback when I posted online, hey, now watching Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> and people are like, that doesn't seem like your taste. And I'm like, well, just listen to the podcast later. But uh, mm-hmm. as you sort of alluded to, uh, you have some stories you want to tell. And uh, it kind of relates to the premise of your podcast. So for people who missed the Amy Adams episode, uh, let them know a little bit about Not Your Little Lady. Yeah, so um, Not Your Little Lady is about women living in the South outside of socially accepted norms. And I started the podcast when I lived in Alabama, basically because Alabama is sometimes its stereotype, but then there are some really awesome people who live there that aren't the stereotype of Alabama, and they're still Southern, they're just a little different, and that's why I started my podcast, so that people would know there were other people like them out there. And I suggested Sweet Home Alabama, because (laughs) (laughs) because Alabama is its own beast in itself. It's very... It's, it's beautiful and it's ugly and there's so many things that I love and hate about that state. And like now I live in Georgia, but I'm still definitely an advocate for Alabama <laughs> if there is such a thing. But um, yeah, I'm definitely an advocate for Alabama and I try to like get the good word out about it. And this movie, um, I watched it when I was in high school. And when I was in high school, I had just, I was living in Georgia and I'd never really been to Alabama. I didn't really know anything about the culture of it, even though I still lived in a southern state. Alabama is a totally different culture than North Georgia, where I'm from. But um, re-watching it with my friend the other night, there were so many little things I didn't catch. Like, um, Jake's dog is named Bear, but his, or Bryant, and his first name was named Bear, who Bear Bryant is Alabama's football coach. Didn't know that before I moved there. <laughs> and then, like, There are a couple other things that was just kind of like, oh, well, this makes so much more sense having lived there instead of being a person from Georgia and not knowing anything about the state. (laughs) I'll tell you what I missed about that. The dog scene is I was, I'll have to admit (laughs) to you and our listeners that there were different points in the movie where I sort of dropped out and then came back in with some of the side characters, uh, a little cringeworthy at times. Uh, yes. And the dog thing, it was my, my wife that elbowed me like, ha ha, like, Bear Bryant, <laughs> like, and I was like, wait, what? Oh, I was like, wait, the dog died? There was another dog? And then it was, like, I was just going on thinking like, oh, how funny. And then I didn't realize, oh, this is like the second, this is the replacement dog. And yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to know that, but that's, that ends up being a key scene later on. So I guess, yeah. um, spoiler alert for anyone like me that doesn't like to watch any movies where something bad happens to a dog. 
there's nothing you actually see, but it's still right. sad. And I did pet yeah. my dog when that came up. I was like, immediately. Well, and you know, too, the Coondog Cemetery that she went to. So this the movie, I looked up where they're supposedly um, located in Alabama. And it's it's like a little bit southwest of uh, Montgomery and a little bit northeast of Mobile. But Coondog Cemetery actually is in northwest Alabama where I was living because when I um, worked for the newspaper, I covered the Coondog Cemetery like celebration that they have on Labor Day. And they really do bury Coondogs in that cemetery. And there are dogs who are from like everywhere. There's some from, I think like, like somebody came from Florida two years ago to bury their dog. There's people from Kentucky that come and bury their dogs there. So that was real. It's just not in the right place. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to, uh, tell Brody who uh is a Catahoula leopard hound so i think louisiana okay. louisiana state dog okay. uh you know when the day comes hopefully it never happens i hope he outlives me and just lives to be 100 or whatever but um mm -hmm. probably not probably not going to be traveling to <laughs> to you know bury him in another <laughs> state but i think he's well, cool with that in case you do want to go it's in colbert county alabama it's <laughs> tuscumbia is what it's called <laughs> So Labor Day is when the festival is. <laughs> I uh I'm well, I, I'm glad you brought up uh that there have been people from Kentucky. That's uh that's obviously that's where I'm from. I live currently and uh I, you know, I'm watching this and I'm thinking like, oh, this movie's not for me. Because I, I feel like it was like, oh, I'm way too far north for this. And you kind of mentioned that as far as there being a difference between Georgia yeah. and Alabama. Uh but I feel like probably most people in you know the rest of the country, the the Midwest, or specifically if you get out to the the coast, they assume that Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, West Virginia, Kentucky, probably all like grouped together. Tennessee is just one big, I don't know, the same empire or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I I feel I feel like that's what people think, and even like outside of like I said, I'm living in Atlanta, and I feel like people that I've met here since I've been here outside of Atlanta, everybody just assumes everyone's the same and it's, you know, not the case. But, and one thing too, that I just remembered going back to the dog being named um, Bear Bryant or the two dogs being named Bear Bryant living in Alabama. I also met people who were named Crimson that spelled their name K R Y M Y or K R Y M S Y N. And then also a kid named Tide and I thought that <laughs> when his parents said Tide, I was like, I almost said like like the detergent. And then I was like, nope, do not say that because you will make them so mad. And it was actually Tide, like T-Y-D-E, like Roll Tide. <laughs> so, and Roll Tide is a thing in itself in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I'd say we're probably doing the the opposite of what your podcast uh, the intention of your podcast is we're just we're just being like people are like uh-huh that's exactly what I thought of the south right there yeah and but that's like the way that it is typically portrayed in Hollywood and those things definitely do exist but at the same time like there's people who aren't like that even at all like my none of my friends back in Alabama are even into football like they could care less about Bear Bryant they could care less about naming their kid uh Crimson or Tide and it's Good. like, but, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they like, I think that unfortunately when Hollywood does try to portray the South, they do it in like a really kitschy way. And even like 10 seconds into that movie, like when uh, Jake and Melanie were on the beach running around and the lightning struck, like 10 seconds into that, I was like, these accents are terrible. Like I don't know where they came from because I know Reese Witherspoon is from the South, but her accent was was off and bad. I guess that wasn't Reese Witherspoon at that point. It was Dakota Fanning. But um, that's still, all right. Pick they, on little Dakota, little at the time, Dakota. <laughs> she was very small, and on top of that, her being very small, like that whole uh, scene there, it was. I guess that was the meet cute, right? Like the so, them I on mean, the beach. Yeah, like struck by lightning and sharing a first kiss. Like lightning surrounds them and. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty. Uh, I would say that would be hard to top uh, for any other male suitors that come later. It would kind of make sense why they would yeah. be together, why they'd be sweethearts through uh, high school. Um, 
Yeah, that's definitely the meet cute. I think the issue I have with the the movie because I felt I didn't feel like I was gonna have to pay that much attention to this movie. Honestly, that was my like sort of like, <laughs> and I had never I had never seen it before. I always stayed away from it. I don't really like Reese Witherspoon, or at least I've always said that. But yet the stuff that um like that uh, Big Little Lies show uh, that came oh, out last year, so good. So yeah, good. I thought she and she was my favorite character, and my my wife was like, I thought you hate Reese Witherspoon. And it's like. I guess I just I had Sweet Home Alabama uh, in my head. Um, I had a Pleasantville, which she's not bad in Pleasantville, but there was like a string of like late nineties, early two thousands where I felt like a Reese Witherspoon movie was her being condescending, and then like learning a life lesson of like how to be nice to people who maybe are not uh, up to her <laughs> previous standards. Which is funny because Big Little Lies kind of plays with that a little bit too like there's all yeah. that sort of classism um i just remember the trailers and so the the meet cute that kind of kept me away from this movie is when she comes back as an adult and uh meets josh lucas again and asks for her divorce yeah the and adult meet cute yeah she's a total bitch in that scene <laughs> and stays that way for uh for most of it <laughs> for most of the movie um <laughs> And, I, you know, it's weird. As someone who says, that, like, I don't like this actress, I also don't really, like, I don't want to enjoy just seeing her be mean or condescending and then learn her lesson. Because then I think the film could run to, like, danger spots of, like, being mean to that character. Like, as far mm -hmm. as, like, you know, there's some things that just because she's, her and Josh Lucas have this sort of back and forth. You know, I don't know their relationship when I start this movie as far as if they deserve it. I am questioning why they're not divorced. I Like, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big hump for me to get over because he doesn't even seem to recognize her at first. And he's like, oh, it's yeah. you, my wife. Well, I mean, she's a Yankee now, basically. So how could you recognize her? I, I, I guess, you know, she just, you know, she's got the, uh, the afterglow of being at uh, Tiffany's with her new... Mm -hmm possible fiance as soon as she gets that divorce mm -hmm. um i she's guess wearing this, all black <laughs> yeah i guess the black uh does it maybe it's like the short haircut that sort of i don't know but um yeah th it, there's a big buy-in with this movie where you have to you just have to buy in the concept that she's still married and yeah. for whatever reason someone who is as much of a yankee go-getter at this point working in like the fashion world in new york would just put that on the shelf and be like i'll get to it later that's yeah. It's a little troublesome. Yeah, because her like her whole character is like very strong willed, and you would think that she would have just been like, "We're getting divorced. Like, I'll come down here before I'm getting engaged to somebody else, and we're I'm gonna make you sign this." But I guess that does play into the fact that maybe maybe their true true love when they when they first met. It's hard to get over lightning. the lightning strike. Yeah, you know, it it only strikes the same place place <laughs> once, right? I think. <laughs> I mean, she had to have uh, trust in Jake there um, <laughs> that he was going to keep her safe. So, yeah, once you get over that, um, I guess it's going to be like shenanigans and more comedy for a while. Like it's this and it, it's a staple in rom-coms where you have like the two uh, bickering people who like basically mm -hmm. just talk junk about the other one. But clearly they like each other enough that they keep finding reasons to come back and mess with the other one. And in, in this film, she <laughs> decides to like empty his banking account when she realizes like, Oh yeah, I'm still, my name's still on this. We're still married. And so I'm just going to play homemaker until he gets tired of me and wants to go back to his presumably bachelor lifestyle. Yeah. And that, that whole thing I feel like is super problematic because it is a stereotype I think of Southern women and women in general to like, come and steal a man's money and take all of his money and spend it on stuff that you want. So like that, I don't love that, but she plays it up. And I mean, I guess she does it because she's like, well, if he's going to say that I'm his wife, I'm going to do all the bad things that wives do that, that they really don't do unless you're in a terrible relationship. So. <laughs> like these two scenes we're talking about when she comes back and asks for the divorce. And then she, she decides like to try to force him into signing the papers by, by doing that, by playing the role of the wife. Uh, it feels like, an episode or two separate episodes of like a sitcom. Like it is so out mm -hmm. there as far as these two characters are so wacky. Uh, yeah. That it's strange when it gets into sort of, I guess other developments. And the, the one issue, one big issue I had with the movie is the Ethan Embry character, uh, Bobby Ray. Oh, Bobby, Bobby Ray. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. like at uh, first when he's introduced, 
in town. I think this is before she has her little bank heist idea. Um, mm-hmm. She meets him in town. And I thought that there was like, they, they give each other these sort of weird looks because they're talking about a previous girlfriend of his. And then yeah, the, you know, the inference is made that um, she's a lesbian now, or she's yeah. an out lesbian. Uh, I think the- because she's a softball coach. Like that's <laughs> this movie um feels very aged at times because they said softball coach and I was like, Okay, cool. Yeah. And yeah. I was just yeah. like and I was like, Oh, we're going back to that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And maybe and maybe it's like a, a southern thing too, like the the worst parts. The parts the parts of the South that I'm trying to fight with my podcast. Like <laughs> I think that it represents a lot of this movie does represent a lot of the worst stereotypes of the south i think there's a weird defensiveness to the movie um with with the characters i mean you're introducing uh, going back to to bobby ray like it will eventually uh become known that he's a, a gay man who's not out he's not come out to his community um and so i guess the weird looks there like she knew this or something because and I'll, I'll jump ahead here's my breakup i don't know if it differs from yours but uh, my breakup is where I really have a hard time sort of forgiving the Reese Witherspoon character when she gets drunk at a bar and she's being sassy, I guess, which at, for the most part we're meant to believe is flirtatious because usually it's directed at Josh Lucas. And it's like, okay, yeah. Yeah, this is what they do. They go back and forth. That's fine. Um, but then she just outs her friend and does it yeah. in such a like everybody knows and makes it a big joke. And I was like, whoa, this is, yet again, going back to, I think this was 2002. Yes, 2002. I was like, oh. uh, wow, that would not play. I don't think this would play for, that was a little mean. Like, that. that is such a, <laughs> I'm going to take charge of this, like, very important moment in this, this man's life. And I'm just going to make it a joke. And I don't even think that would be written the same way. I don't think that would be a plot point anymore. Oh, no, not at all. I mean... Yeah, no, that was actually what I put as the breakup to the bar scene. I put bar scene shitting in, shitting on the South, basically. <laughs> like everything that she's doing in that scene, and and the worst, like the culmination of it, is her calling, like outing him when she shouldn't. And yeah, I agree completely that there that was, was the scene. I I don't know. I watch. Um, I still I'm still one of the people that watches like uh, Survivor. Like I still I just watch Survivor every every season, and it's like not hip mm-hmm. at all. Um, I don't think it's like a Southern thing. I don't know what it is, but it's an old person. It's an old like CBS audience thing. Um, but that was something that I think happened last year and it was, um, there was a transgendered man and one of the cast members, we don't call it that one of his like teammates, um, just outed that like for, mm-hmm. I guess, strategic, basically was calling this man a liar in the game, like trying to get him voted out instead of himself, because like, look how, uh, look how much deception is in this man. He's not even told you this. And the reaction from Ew. everybody else was, what did you just do? Like everyone was horrified that he would say that and like take something so personal from like, you know, a fellow person. And especially in the in the mix of like gameplay, trying to win money on a like a reality show. But yeah. it made me think of this moment where, <laughs> and I was like, is that better or worse that Reese Witherspoon's character just got drunk and just thought that would be something funny to say? Like, it was just like, I, yeah. and it's, it's really sort of smoothed over a little bit too quickly for me because I don't really, I mean, other than like, Hey, sorry, buddy. That's, I don't know. It just seems like they gloss over that fact, but to get to the breakup, the Josh Lucas character does, I think the next morning son has the divorce paper signed and it's like, yeah. So right at least he was offended. Pillow. I don't know if that yeah. was I don't know if that was the thing, but he was offended enough by her drunken rant that he was like, Okay, enough of this. I'll I'll let her go back to York if that's what she wants. Yeah, and I I mean maybe that even speaks a little bit to her, like how much she resented where she was from. Like I don't know because I don't like where I was living before I moved here in when I was living in Florence, Florence tended to be I guess well, I'm gonna take that back and say I think that the way that that was presented and the fact that it could be a joke in a bar in the South during the time this movie was made, to me, that just shows the progression that Alabama and the South in general has made on LGBTQ issues. Because like now, I mean, I can I can see that still happening in a certain place, but like I know where I was living that 
like it would have been it wouldn't have been a thing like people wouldn't have been like shocked or like people wouldn't have been like uh, people wouldn't do that i don't think but maybe i'm being naive (laughs) yeah i mean i think i feel like the way it would play now is even if there were people that um for whatever their their political or religious viewpoints would not in their words that you know i've heard before not agree with that lifestyle they would Mm -hmm. still be somewhat uh, at least in my experience uh, appalled with that something so personal being tossed out in that sort of space yeah that that seems to me to not really be aligned with sort of southern sensibilities as far as like decorum like politeness like that sort of personal business being tossed out just for pure meanness I, i think that would she would lose a lot of people there with that statement. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, and the breakup too is like that whole scene was the breakup and the culmination of it was, I agree with you completely. <laughs> well, that's what I like to hear on any yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but going by, it might be slightly, a little bit of a spoiler, but there, there was supposed to be a wedding at the end of it anyways. Um, but yeah, at the end of the wedding, I think, my happiest moment in that whole movie was when I saw that um, Bobby Ray was like smiling over at her friend from New York and like was maybe going to have a happy ending himself. Sure. Like, yeah. I, w- I was so happy when I saw that, especially after being outed when, you know, he wasn't expecting it. I loved that part. Yeah. And I, I mean, <laughs> not, I, not the outing part. The yeah. Part when yeah. He yeah. Uh, no, I think Ethan Embry is fine here. Like, I mean, he's, he's likable. He, for the most part, I guess is like, I don't know if I would call it comedic relief, but in particular when she, I guess, is about to be outed by what she thinks is a journalist, but it's like, <laughs> and we've not even really touched on this, but her, uh, I guess, fiance, if she can get that damn divorce, uh, <laughs> I believe it's played by McDreamy. Is that McDreamy yeah. from Patrick? Okay. Patrick Dempsey. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that is McDreamy before he was McDreamy. Okay. Yeah. Pre McDreamy, but still, still dreamy here. Um, who actually yeah. is playing a really kind of stand up dude. Kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. For him to be like the other man in this sort of love triangle, uh, he goes against his mother's wishes. Like he, se- he seems to be really in love with her. Uh, his mom is uh, t- another TV reference, Murphy Brown, which I guess is coming back mm-hmm. now. Um, <laughs> and she's uh, the mayor and disagrees with him. I guess marrying beneath his station, I guess would be the old fashioned. Well, and just like all people from the North looks down upon women in the South. Right. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I like people who are from the North. <laughs> uh, sure. I do for podcast numbers. That's fine with me. Keep subscribing. You're, you all are fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I just like to be a little sarcastic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he's, he's one that is chasing her down and sort of, forcing her, I guess, to confront her past, which of course will send her into the arms of her, her sort of one true love, like her childhood yeah. love. Um, but he's, uh, during that whole wedding sequence, uh, I, I didn't really expect it to go that way. He's the one that is being like left at the altar, uh, which I guess would be our grand gesture. Yeah. She gets to, to leave him at the altar and punch Murphy Brown in the face. Would that yeah. be? Yeah. I was feeling sort of like maybe it might have been him like actually like because, you know, when she he found out like he went to the Confederate battlefield. I was trying to skip uh, over that. But yeah, because that was that was like as I was watching it with my wife, she like would look over. She was like side eyeing me and I could tell she was like she was not pleased. So it's like, oh, this great. A movie about the South. (laughs) Like I said, I was watching it with or. I, I was watching it with my friend who is married to a guy who's from Kenya. And the whole time we were all just like uncomfortably laughing at that scene. And it's like, maybe you could take the Confederate pillow out of the trailer. Maybe you could, you know, not include a, you know, Civil War battlefield in it. Because it was very uncomfortable. I mean, but it, him it com- truly <laughs> makes it seem like they have not gotten over it. Like their whole life still revolves around that war. Uh, practicing yeah. firing cannons, dressing up the whole town. It's like, Oh, you know what's going on? The reenactment. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that, that definitely still happens down here. So come on, weird. this is not, not your little lady. You're supposed to be dispelling these notions. That does not happen ever. <laughs> well, an interesting thing, like I, I did hear about how, um, you know, women disguise themselves in the civil war and fought on both sides they're not allowed to participate in that women now. Like if women want to reenact, like there was a lady, there's a whole documentary about her. 
um, she wanted to participate in the reenactments and they wouldn't let her. And so she had to like fight to, I don't even, I haven't watched the documentary. I just know that it exists, but I don't think that they, I think they maybe ended up letting her participate, but like she had to fight for it. And it's like, so that just got, goes to show a little bit more how like, I mean, the reason why my podcast is needed, like, <laughs> it's this thing that's really like antiquated and shouldn't be happening anyways, but these women do want to participate and like, they're not allowed solely because they're women and it's the South. <laughs> it's such a dorky thing to do. You would think they would need as many people as possible to, <laughs> exactly. to, to dress up in their, you know, Sunday best there and go die on the battlefield. Yeah. But outside of that, the fact that it was a Confederate battlefield or civil war battlefield, I think that that was sort of a grand gesture of his because he found out who she was. He knew that she was lying to him, but then like ended up coming back later and being like, no, we're going to get married in the South with your family here. Lots Cause they don't want to. Yeah. That and, battlefield. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I believe he had just found out he had made the connection finally that, uh, her husband, uh, who he didn't know was her husband who, uh, you know, very decently gave him a ride to the battlefield, <laughs> Uh, told a lovely story about her uh, tying a stick of dynamite to a cat, and then yeah. it ran into a bank. I believe I have my crazy sitcom details right. Yes. I actually had to rewind. <laughs> I was like, I had to really pay attention again. I didn't realize this was going to be like Inception of rom-coms, where I'm like, what? <laughs> what did you just say? Like, <laughs> I had to keep my eye on the ball with this one. So yeah, a lot of funny details. Yeah. But yeah, so him. I think him coming back was sort of a grand gesture and then too though the wedding thing like I was discussing with my friend that I watched it with how like this is not a reaction that would happen in real life like in real life um McDreamy would not have been like okay that's fine and then just walked away like I don't think that would have happened in a million years but I mean no I mean I I think it's very it's very cool in the movie that they don't have him, you know, he's put up with a lot and for him to then have to <laughs> be left at the altar in, in, as I go back to the sitcom way where some dude runs up and it was like, as she's walking down the aisle, it's like, you forgot to sign your divorce papers. Yeah. Sign <laughs> right little, here. <laughs> that little Southern lawyer run in being yeah. like, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and Miss, she's, what did he call her Carmichael or smoother? I can't remember what last name he used. Uh, Good for her on changing her name from uh, oh, Melanie Smooter. Not a those, really good those, last name. those names are real. Those names are real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to school with some of those some of those kids. Those damn Smooter kids that were blowing up cats and uh-huh. <laughs> robbing banks and. Oh, but re- real quick, going back to when they were setting up for the wedding, um, the re- the whole reason I even wanted to do this movie, and besides the fact that I lived in Alabama. Um, but one of the other reasons I wanted to do it is my high school band director is actually in the movie. He's at, um, I'm trying to, where I, I wrote it down at, at an hour, 30 minutes and five seconds. The guy playing the saxophone is, um, Mr. Christian. Very cool. He was the band director at Ringgold high school. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, good for him. He's not out there in a Confederate uniform for his, his, you know, big screen appearance. So yeah, playing the saxophone. That's cool. That's good. Uh huh. I wanted to remember to tell you that. <laughs> I think this is kind of a weird one for this show because I don't, I don't necessarily buy the, the concept. I mean, it's got that sort of, I guess classic. Uh, I always, I always think of it as like the notebook where it's like, you have the, the guy that, pines away forever and doesn't really make contact through some mm-hmm. sort of you know movie bullshit where it's like he just pines at a distance and has yeah. like never moves on so josh lucas handsome guy and which my friend that i watched with did not think he was handsome she was like really? of all people they could yeah she was like of all people that they could have picked they picked him and then i was like i mean if he was in alabama like he would be like like he is a top handsome redneck for like an Alabama redneck. Yeah, I've <laughs> I, I've had that argument for with people too. Uh, I can't remember the actor uh, or the movie. Oh, I do. It was actually like kind of southern movie. It was uh, uh, Paul Schneider, who I think was on one season of Parks and Rec. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and then left the show. He was the I think the love interest. Um, maybe he was on two seasons, but uh, he's sort of a character actor, and he's been different things. He was in a movie. 
uh, written by uh, a playwright from North Carolina, and it was set in North Carolina, and it's called Goodbye to All That. And it was about a guy whose wife leaves him, and then he starts <laughs> – he's, like, single for, like, the first time and like, I don't know – decades mm-hmm. and so he starts sleeping around town and i remember having an argument with another podcaster i think it was the guys from true bromance film podcast so uh, if i'm yeah. wrong if i'm wrong i apologize but uh, either way you get a shout out on the, on the show so um, <laughs> y'all listen to him <laughs> yeah um and one of the hosts was like i don't buy it i don't think he's that good looking where he's gonna all of a sudden be a ladies man i'm like this is set in a small town in north carolina and he's suddenly available he's tall <laughs> he's got hair he's, you know <laughs> he's good and you know honestly i'm i'm not gonna lie a guy that i when i lived in goldsboro north carolina a guy that i dated highly resembled him okay so, so you presumably yeah. like what you see or oh i think he's handsome point. i'm i i i googled him because okay, good. Good, good good yeah, yeah. no well he's handsome. he's definitely southern handsome and it's the same thing with uh josh lucas like he's got that like golden hair mm-hmm. a little bit tan like looks fine when he has grease on his face from uh, arkansas so oh he's from southern. arkansas yep. originally okay yep. yeah um, he's definitely like southern boy handsome yeah okay that's that is that's strange because I, my wife actually had the opposite she was like i wonder what happened to him why isn't he in more movies so she she clearly without saying it was liking what she saw and yeah <laughs> yeah well and I thought it was Matthew McConaughey until he popped up and I was like, that's not Matthew McConaughey. That's somebody else. So like the whole time that's I was going in and I was like, it's Reese Witherspoon, Patrick Dempsey and Matthew McConaughey. And it wasn't. See, I think <laughs> I always think Matthew McConaughey is a little dirtier. I just feel like he would be dirtier. Like I th- I'm, about, yeah. I'm thinking of him from mud, which I think yeah, is he- set in Arkansas or like Texarkana kind of area. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, he's definitely, like, gotten dirtier. I was actually talking about this the other night, too, when we were watching the Oscars. Um, Matthew McConaughey was there, and I was like, he just looks so much different than he did in, like, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Like, he's not, like, golden. He's not, like, there's some, like, his face changed a lot. Yeah. I, this is, I feel like, way off topic. <laughs> I, I like to play Hot or Not. <laughs> we just go through. <laughs> uh, I would say, yes, there's a big difference between... Uh, you go from like a time to kill to like how to lose a guy in 10 days. He actually had a string of those like early two thousands, like rom-coms, the wedding planner and yeah. stuff like that. And he was very clean and kind of preppy looking, I guess. I don't know. Yes. I like uh, him more now. Like yeah. I, I like his character and mud. I like his, uh, true, uh, true detective character. I think that those are way better than anything that he had ever done before. Unless he, you know, he'd have more interesting conversations. I don't know if he's too warm if the, if you're dating the true detective guy, but he yeah. would throw some stuff out there to think about <laughs> some nice philosophy <laughs> and cynicism. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we think Josh Lucas is handsome enough for uh, Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> I don't necessarily buy that he would pine away. I think he would be doing just fine. And uh, it is revealed later, I guess, his grand gesture is that he did kind of chase her down to New York, but then mm-hmm. got intimidated by the big city. Did you like that little detail? Cause I, I didn't really care for that. Um, it's like he got scared of New York and came back to make something of himself. Yeah. No, I feel like I kind of overlooked that. I might've just been like, mm, don't care about this detail. Because <laughs> <laughs> but I will say as, as a Southern, I've never been to, to New York city because it does seem very overwhelming. Um, I don't think it would scare me away. But yeah, I think I kind of overlooked that. Um, I think, and I do think he's a confident enough dude that like he'd be, he would have been fine there. Like it doesn't make, it doesn't really make sense that he would like run back and be scared. Like if he's going to go all the way up there, like that's pretty gutsy in itself. Why would you not just continue to go? Yeah. I, I've been to, to New York a few times. My wife's sister lives there and has lived there for like 20 years. And so we go and visit her and uh, I actually feel like it's the opposite because a lot of my a lot of my friends are like, oh no, I would never want to go into that madness. Too big, too crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like, um, and I don't know how it was like where you grew up or where you came from, but um, here in Kentucky, there's so much like the land, everything's so spread out that there's so much driving to get from here to there, and it's beautiful. Uh, but yeah. in New York, I actually felt if you're staying in like one little area that actually has somewhat of a more small town feel because you're meant to like walk through your neighborhood, you walk to like the corner store, you walk back 
Mm-hmm. And that's something I actually really liked. I didn't expect to from Big City, but here it's like, well, I guess I'll get in my car and drive because we've got plenty of land. So they just spread everything out. Yeah. That's I'm not as big a fan of. Clearly, Josh Lucas is with his plane and his like lake and <laughs> flies <Yeah>. all over. <laughs> I, d- I did have a lot of problems with their lo- location identifiers here. I think like and it was the same with uh, with Junebug. I kind of feel like with those two movies because it was in a small town that people don't really know. They just kind of like made stuff up about the surroundings Mm -hmm. because like I said, Coondog Cemetery is in Northwest Alabama. It's not in Southwest Alabama. And then like, is it's like a beach or something like I know. And like, even in South Alabama, there's not lakes. Like there's not that, that many lakes. There might be a few. I won't say there were not, there are none because someone will probably be like, there's like a million lakes down there. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't think there are as many lakes as there are like, where I was living. So I do think they reach a little bit with that. It's the same with uh, the justified TV series, which was set in Kentucky. And I, I don't know if they filmed anything, even like the credit sequence. I don't even know if that was even filmed in Kentucky. I I think it was filmed in Pennsylvania for the most part. Um, But it was, they would use like real uh, sort of street names, roads or whatever. And basically to get from, (laughs) <laughs> one side of the state to the other it was always like 20 minutes like you just hop in your car <laughs> and you're there like it was like kentucky itself was just one little town one little village <laughs> that you just so uh i understand that but um i other than buying into the fact that this is gonna be like a lifelong romance um i think my second biggest quibble maybe is how quickly for someone that like seems to, as you said, sort of despise like where she came from, or at least when she's drunk, she does. Uh, yeah, it's like she quickly starts to have fun again, and it's like, oh, I'm missing this. I'm like, did you? If you can that easily sort of fall back into it, like this place is pretty cool. Why have you not visited your family? Like it's a little unrealistic that it's like when you go from small town person to big city uh, girl. That she's like, nope, never going to visit the family ever again because that's not what I do anymore. Like, I don't like when we talked about Junebug, that's something I kind of liked, even though it kind of made the character creepy. Was the lead in that, at least the husband, could easily slip back and forth between the two worlds. Like, he would change his personality. Yeah, and he didn't lose his accent. Right. <laughs> but Reese Witherspoon, it's all or nothing. Yeah, she, she's either faking her accent or she has none at all. <laughs> And I guess, does that make it more romantic? That's like she's all in once again, but I I don't know. I don't know if I find it believable. I almost feel like that cheapens her feelings and how she feels about him because it's like if you're, if you can turn it on and off that easy, like when are you going to turn it off again and want to like disappear and leave? Like, Well, we geez. know she doesn't believe in divorce. She'll just go somewhere else and <laughs> pretend she's not married until <laughs> yeah. she gets engaged and then she has to come back and people find out she's Melanie. Uh, <laughs> Smooter instead of Melanie Carmichael. What? Damn it. Damn paperwork again. <laughs> if only polygamy were a thing in the South. <laughs> yeah. Going to have to go to Utah from what I hear. I don't know. And I'm sure there are people from Utah. It's like enough. We saw a big love. It's not how we live here. <laughs> Speaking so. about um, breaking stereotypes. <laughs> I apologize. I'm, you know, <laughs> I was just a huge fan of Bill Paxton. That's all. Oh, yeah. No, Big Love was great. Yeah. I watched it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. What is the... Okay, like, this is a little bit off topic, but what is the, what is the best on a movie or TV series? Something that's the best, do you think, the more, most realistic sort of representation of, like, life in the South? Or one that sort of gets it right that you would recommend to people? I'm assuming not <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Sweet but. Home Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me think on it a second i'm trying to think about what i watched that's that i really relate to you hmm because there are there a lot of there aren't that many tv shows that are about the south i don't think um trying to think like i'm living in atlanta and atlanta is a tv show (laughs) it's pretty good i like that show yeah and i i do think it touches on a lot of issues that are as far as a city is concerned, I think it touches on a lot of issues that are, are relevant to the city and to the people in it. Um, what are some of the ones? Do I even watch them about the South? I don't know. <laughs> I, I have enough of it living here. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'm going to recommend uh, one. Uh, and I didn't know. I, I actually, after I asked the question, I was like, oh, crap. Uh, if Allison turns this around, I don't have one. So I took the easy way out um, mm-hmm. with Paul Schneider on the brain. It's not the same writer and director, but I believe it's also set in North Carolina because that's where he's from. Um, yeah. It's a movie written and directed by David Gordon Green called All the Real Girls. And it's got okay. Zoe, Zoe Deschanel in it. Okay. Um, I haven't seen it. I like her. It is... Um, it's not nearly as fun or as big as Sweet Home Alabama. It is a romance movie, uh, uh-huh. but it is about someone who moves off uh, to college in this case, and then like on break is coming back to her small town, and how that sort of romance changes from you know when they were together, like from the same community, and then when she's gone off and experienced a little bit, not New York yeah. City, but uh, that one I thought got it right, or at least got like it felt like the small town I grew up in as far as like what people do to pass the time. Uh, and yeah. it's not, since it's an independent movie, they don't feel the need to like, for one, have, you know, the, them break out Confederate costumes and then have fun shooting at each other. You know, it's a little bit more like just sitting around, like just talking and that was yeah, really good. I, Cause I guess both of the movies we watched about the South, there was, it was heavily Confederate influenced. But these are also movies that were from like, because like Junebug had the artist in it that was, did really racist stuff. Yeah. And like, and that is a mainstay in most of the ones that, <laughs> most of the movies that are about the South, I feel like, do have that. And I don't think it's as relevant as they make it seem. Let me look at my Netflix here and see if I have any movies that, because I, I, I'm totally blanking on any movies that I've watched about the South recently. This is like a really personal thing you're doing if you're just gonna start reading off it's like looking at someone's playlist or something <laughs> oh i just want to see like a general one because I, I know there has to be something that i watched that i was like yes this is relevant to me and my life and i feel like it represents me appropriately um because like i mean oh no can you hear that sound i can hear that sound <laughs> um, nope i just hear you saying no so something okay. something bad's happened on the computer netflix started playing stuff yeah. Um, I mean, I can tell you the ones that are bad. Like, I I feel like I've heard True Blood is a very poor representation of Louisiana. Um, I've never I've been to Louisiana one time, but I mean, I, I, don't, I don't expect them to have vampires and werewolves, but um... well, even like the accents and stuff I've heard of been or were like kind of like, eh, not that good. I don't. I just don't know anything that is about the South because I do feel like it's a little bit skipped over and things, or it's we're all about the Confederacy, um, which we're not. <laughs> In case I have to like say that anymore. I was about to say, but we keep bringing it up, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. Because, uh, oh, you know what? Um, you know what? <laughs> um, I feel like Aaron Brockovich was in the South, wasn't it? Mm, I don't remember where that's set. Because I know that... Um, Whatever. What's her name? Sit. Not. Nope. Julia. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. That's her name. She is actually. She's from Georgia. So like, I think she has a southern accent in that, and she does it pretty well. Um. Oh, yeah. Nope. Hinkley, California. Nope. Was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> was definitely wrong. Here, what if I type in movies about the South? I do. <laughs> <laughs> can't remember any that i've watched <laughs> i just i just want to see what google spits back if sweet home alabama is like the top choice well on netflix when you type that in santa clarita diet which is about california pops up and then um i heard i, I haven't watched it and it was nominated for um oscar stuff but I'd re- i heard mudbound's really good it is it is it's it's really good yeah and from what I could tell, it seems like a pretty accurate representation of the South. And then, oh, there's like, oh, brother, where art thou? Which is like an appropriate representation for the I time mean, that he was filmed that's in. But everyone, now. everyone I grew up with, that's their life experience. It's the same stuff. The, the chain gang and fighting with one-eyed John Goodman, same thing. My um, my my sister's husband and his dad and his like bride or not bridesmaids, his uh, best man sang that song at their uh, wedding reception and did the whole like pull down the beard thing. <laughs> it was really fun. I enjoyed it. 
which my my family is is pretty southern. Like, <laughs> I would say that's that's slightly better than what Reese Witherspoon and Josh Lucas do when they have their first dance. I guess first dance is like a married couple again. Yeah, it, it, I totally forgot. You reminded me. They play Sweet Home Alabama in that movie at least three times. Well, that is not that that is not a lie. That's how much they play Sweet Home they're, Alabama. They're going to get their money's Alabama. worth. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> for that title. They, they play. There was one time, um, I think it was like a two or three week time span where I heard Sweet Home Alabama almost every day, and oh my like God. Like it wasn't, it's not an exaggeration. Like almost every day I heard it and it wasn't like, I, d- I didn't turn it on. I was just at things where they started playing it. I was like, this, is this real? Are you, is they really going to play this? I don't think we're going to do a good job of convincing people about the South here. Uh, I, I went to Google for the movies and it's not very helpful either. Because, oh, what does it say on Google? Uh, I just Googled movies about the South. Hmm. Gone with the Wind. Mississippi Burning, oh, which... Uh, the background to that one behind Gene Hackman's head is a burning cross, uh, cold mountain, uh-huh. ghosts of Mississippi, Selma, Django Unchained, uh, the birth of a nation, the original one with oh, God, that <laughs> the was KKK terrible. as heroes. <laughs> and it's apparently three hours long, three hours and 13 minutes. My goodness. Yeah. Um, but see, this, this is why I feel like people think the way they think about the South is because there's I know that this isn't all that there is because I, I, I've lived my whole life down here. Like this isn't all that we are. Well, and, and none of those are set in present day either. Thankfully, none of those. Exactly. Are... Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think, is there anything that's like present day? There's like, not a single one on this, on the, like all the ones that Google has like a picture of and it's, uh, it's <laughs> 16 choices and none of them. I mean, 12 years of slaves on their song of the South with that. I think is, Band? I don't know if that's even in. Isn't that an Alab- Alabama band song? Like, I just thought it was a really racist cartoon. That's oh, yep, yep, that that's the one. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> yeah, and then even like, I mean, uh, American Horror Story does the South, but they do New Orleans, and it's still like, you know, Lavi- Marie Lovely. Like, I can't even say like, it. The, is it like witchcraft and like the black arts it, and stuff? Yeah, it's witchcraft, black arts, and then a bun- and then racist stuff. Um, <laughs> 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 I mean, that, yeah, if you want to change your uh, <laughs> your podcast, like iTunes description, <laughs> witchcraft, black arts, racist stuff. <laughs> Welcome to not your little lady. <laughs> but it's just like that's why I feel like that my podcast is relevant and that's why I feel like it's needed because it has to work so hard against the fact that like the only movies when you Google movies about the South are ones that have to do with like a burning cross Mm -hmm. gone with the wind cold mountain Django like the only positive one up there is Selma like the only one and that's like a that's detailing a struggle against something that's negative so like I just can't, I can't, (laughs) I can't imagine that, like, I mean, this is how the South is represented. And even, like, with Sweet Home Alabama, there's, like, I don't, there's the Confederate battlefield in that and then stuff like that. But it's it's represented, in my opinion, there are accurate parts about that, for sure. But at the same time, I don't think that is what makes the identity of the South, especially not... Mo- the modern South, like modern day future South. <laughs> we hope. Yeah. <laughs> please, please believe me. <laughs> I, I crossed my heart. <laughs> it is, we are not all like that. <laughs> I, I don't know if I've ever been presented with a better transition to be like, uh, hey, guests, can you please tell people where they can find your podcast and follow you? <laughs> Saying we're not all like that, I promise. I crossed my heart. <laughs> yeah, um, so you can find my podcast on um, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, basically any podcast app that you have. And I also have a website, which is notyourlittlelady.com, and the episodes are up there. Um, I have an Instagram and Facebook, which are Not Your Little Lady, and a Twitter, which is Ladies of NYLL. 
And please follow us so you can hear some good stories about the South where I do have an accent and some of my guests also have accents. But we're going to fight very much against the stereotype that you see in every single movie when you Google movies about the South (laughs) or when you watch Sweet Home Alabama. (laughs) I I just want to thank you for uh, coming on to the show. I was (laughs) of absolutely zero help in helping your cause. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to another episode of The Grand Gesture. Hopefully you are subscribed through Apple Podcasts or your pod player of choice. We're also on followingfilms.com where you can find some other podcasts I do, such as 99 from 99, which is a look back at 99 films from 1999. But if you don't want to bother with more of me in audio form, you can give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Grand Gesture Pod. Hopefully you'll be back for our next episode on Ex Machina. And since it was not on Sweet Home Alabama... I actually convinced my co-host Dave to come back on the show, which means I'm going to force him to watch a Reese Witherspoon movie with me at some point in the near future. Did I mention you should subscribe to the show? I don't know if that's a convincing argument, so just be a nice person. Thanks. But you, but you know what? At, at least uh, Melanie and Jake had a happy ending, making glass and hanging out in the cell. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like I don't think I was paying attention, but when I was rereading, because uh, I had it up on Wikipedia, so I could be like, okay, here's the timeline of like where certain events happen. Uh, on the write-up for it, they had um, they had him like moving to New York and opening like a mm. glass place, and I was like, I missed that, and I don't think I care for that. Yeah, they they did like a, a at the very end. There's a montage of like snapshots, and one of them is how he has both a glass blowing business in Alabama and in New York, which is exactly like Billy Reed, the company that's based out of Florence, Alabama. It's a fashion company. They have both fashion store in Florence, Alabama and in New York city. <laughs> okay. So you appeal yeah. to the, the normies and then the hardcore racists. Yeah. You, know, you have to keep them <laughs> separate. <laughs> You appeal, to, you appeal to the high-end people who you appeal to the people who listen to my podcast. You are not racist. The ones who are trying to rise above and promote a better, better South, and also uh. be allies and fight for the right of everybody. <laughs> I uh, I hope you'll come back and do this again. <laughs> no, it's been fun. I do like. I understand. <laughs>